Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be more productive in our increasingly distracted world. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for my free seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how you can become more productive. Get on the seven-day productivity challenge by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr productivity.com. You are in for a treat today because I have Kim Addis on the show. She is the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. You know, we're dealing with the coronavirus outbreak in our world today, and a lot of what we talk about on the show today not only applies to this time of our lives, but anytime. So grab yourself a notebook, grab yourself a pen, Grab yourself your favorite drink. And let's get started. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm super happy to be here and be talking to you today. Well, I'm super excited too because we are dealing with this uh, coronavirus or COVID-19 to be more specific. And one of the things I'm really interested in talking to you about is you work with leaders and entrepreneurs on leveraging their thinking, we're going to talk about a, lot, a lot about thinking on the show today, to achieve unprecedented levels of success. But before we get into the actual conversation, take about 20 or 30 seconds and tell our listeners who you are and what do you do, besides what I just so, said, of course. Yeah, so it's Kim Addis. I own a coaching company called Frame of Mind Coaching, and we work exclusively with leaders, entrepreneurs, executives in corporations, and we look at how their thinking is impacting their results under normal circumstances and extraordinary circumstances, whether it's riding this wave of what we're dealing with in the world, the coronavirus, or whether it's dealing with adversity in their companies or even in their homes and their families. And so, you know, one of the ways that we help people examine their thinking is we ask them to journal with their coach in an online journal. And we look at what they're writing in addition to having weekly phone calls with them. So that's a very broad brush uh, explaining what we do and how we do it. Now, thinking is a very integral part of everyone's life. And with the coronavirus so rampant, I see people losing their minds. They're not even thinking clearly. They think this is a zombie apocalypse. The world's going to come to an end. They're buying 14 years of uh, toilet paper supply and all this other stuff. And and I can't help but stop and think and go, you know what? Maybe we need to stop, take a breath, and get into a better state. Uh, Tony Robbins, I think he was made famous by saying the word state. We have to get into a yep. better state because if we're in a frustrated, aggravated, uh, overwhelmed state, then we're probably going to make stupid decisions, silly decisions, decisions that won't serve us or our loved ones. So let's talk a little bit about thinking in today's climate. Yes. So the first thing that I want to kind of give people uh, some direction on is in order to kind of get centered, you know, kind of come back to your to your state of balance, you could say, is to start thinking about what are my core values and am I living my core values in this environment? And so for us, for example, from a business standpoint, we have five core values, generosity, integrity, leadership, personal development, and intimacy. And so from a business standpoint, how do we live those values, especially during these times? 
what are we doing to express, to display, to um, to be, to, to really take on those core values from a business standpoint. You want to do that on a personal level too. So let me kind of make a parallel. Uh, generosity is a core value. Personal development is a core value. One of the things that we have decided to do as a company is invite people in our world, in the frame of mind coaching world, to journal in our journaling software for free uh, with access to our coaches. So that's you know a way of saying, hey, you guys are frustrated, you're worried, you're scared, you're tired of your children, whatever it is that you're feeling, you might want a safe place to express yourself and tap into the expertise of our coaches, and we're offering that for free. That's a reflection of our values. And when you live in your values, what happens? You get centered, you get calm, you get peaceful, and you feel much, much better. So how do we apply that concept to the individual, to the leader, to the executive? You know, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, wait a minute, what are my core values and am I living them and how can I live them? What what can I be doing to reflect my core values accurately? I love the power of journaling because I think too many people are keeping all their thoughts in their head. And as we know, every human being on this planet has a very active imagination. A, a case in point, I do not like hypodermic needles. And so when I have to go get blood or get a shot, in my mind, that needle is the size of a baseball bat because our minds are really active imagination. But when you journal, especially, I mean, I know you do the online journal. I like journaling in a paper journal because it forces me to slow down. And I think we're so busy, rush, 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 that we're not really taking the time to slow down. So would you also recommend if people have a journal or even a notebook for that matter to sit down and actually journal in longhand? Do you think that would help them as well? Well, to be honest, how whatever you're most comfortable with, lots and lots of people aren't so comfortable anymore using a pen and a piece of paper. But if that works for you, go for it. Um, you know, the, the idea here is to supply people not only with a place to journal, but some feedback for their journals, some people they could talk to that have some sense of calm and sanity. Right. So that's part of it. But having said that, you said something really important. Journaling allows you to slow down. Journaling is actually, whether you're doing it online or longhand, uh, it's kind of a form of meditation because your mind works way faster than your fingers could ever write or type. Mm. And so every time you take on the aspect of journaling or writing, you are being forced to slow down to keep up with your rate of typing or writing. Now, I want to go back to core values just for a moment. Now, let's imagine someone is listening to this conversation and they go, Kim, core values. I, I, how do I know what my core values are? Talk about that for a few minutes. Well, you know, one of the questions you want to ask yourself is like, what is super, super important to me? I mean, that's the same thing as a core value. And, and how do I know that those things are super important to me? So, for example, for me, one of my personal values is family. And so, you know, how does that play out? Well, for me, I have five kids and it, you know, if they have a need, pretty much everything else comes to a grinding halt, you know, like I, uh, and, and that's evident in everything I do, everything. And so again, ask yourself a question, what is singularly most important to me? And if, for example, you come up with, yeah, family is the single most important thing to me, think about how are you interacting with your family right now at this time? Are you irritated? Are you aggravated? Are you short-tempered? And is that consistent with how it with that core value? 
I think that we need to do our utmost best to be pillars in our families and in our communities because of what we're going through right now. And if everyone's freaking out and you have one person that's calm, well, that person tends to radiate calmness and people go, well, if Mark's not freaked out and Kim's not freaked out, Huh, maybe I can calm down. That's, that's why you don't see the leaders of our country, whether, whatever your political bias is, they don't go up there and get freaked out on camera. They try to present a united front and a calm front because if the leader of the country's freaked out, then the rest of us are going to get freaked out. And I think we can all have that little role in our lives and just be the calm person that says, look it, we're going to get through this. We got through the Spanish flu. We got through H1N1. We got through swine flu. We're going to be okay. Yes, people will get sick. Yes, people will die. That's a fact. But I think how you react and how other people, whether it's your family members or your friends or other people in the community, how they see you react is how they're going to react as well. Would you agree with that? Yes. So we call that anchoring. So, you know, you you said the word radiating. We call it anchoring. What does that mean is when you know, imagine your boat that's spinning out of control. What you do is you kind of throw your anchor in and all of a sudden it starts to stabilize. And so you can be an anchor in your family, in your company, amongst your friends. You can certainly do that. But then the question becomes, how do you be calm when inside you don't feel calm? How do you get to that calm state? Right. And and so that's what I'm super interested in. And for me, there are certain, let's call them strategies that I like to lean on or use to make sure that I stay centered or calm. And so are you interested? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure my listener as well. Okay. So number one is, yes, there is a lot of adversity going on. The first question that I want to ask myself is, so like I start to get curious instead of starting to panic, instead of starting to fear, I get curious. So I replace the fear with curiosity and I say, gee, I wonder what this is really about. And, and I'll go one step further. I wonder what the gift is in this situation. I wonder what the benefit is. I wonder what I get to do, see, feel, hear, experience that I wouldn't ordinarily get to do, see, feel, hear, or experience. I love that. I love that. What is the gift or the benefit? So many people are looking at the negative side of things, but if they would just take a moment, we talked about slowing down already, and just say, hmm, Get curious and then go, what could be a good thing coming out of this? I really love that. I want to make sure my listener didn't miss that. So I'll give you an example. For me personally, a lot of the ways that people or the primary way that people get to know us as a company is I go out and I do a lot of speaking. So I'm I'm out on the road. I'm traveling here, there and everywhere. And like literally until the end of January, I was nonstop right? Just traveling across the country, Canada, the US, back and forth speaking engagements. And I remember feeling extremely tired, just tired. And I kept asking myself a question. The question was, is there another way? Like, how much can I keep doing this? I have a limited human capacity. Is there another way? But I didn't have enough time to really stop and figure out that other way, because I was booked for more speaking engagements. Well, now all my speaking engagements have been canceled and I have no choice but to figure out another way. And so so instead of promoting speaking engagements and, you know, kind of putting in a million proposals to go out and speak to get, you know, a little bit more 
connection with people and have them learn about frame of mind coaching, the strategy is, well, wait a minute, we can do webinars and we can reach out and offer webinars. There are lots of uh, employees, a lot of uh, team members who are working from home and they need to be connected with something. Maybe we can offer a service to companies to help employees who are virtual to connect with one another through this means. Maybe there's an opportunity here that we never considered or contemplated. Maybe this is our opportunity to just do things differently. I love that. I love that. you. So you looked at the situation. You didn't throw your hands up and said, oh, my life is over. My business is over. It's it's forget it. It's all worthless. You sat down and said, is there a better way? You came up with a solution. And most importantly, you implemented. Well, that's the thing. And, and you know, I feel like there's an opportunity in, in this for all of us. And the question is, where is it? Let's look for it. Let's really take the time to search for it and uncover what's below the surface of what seems to be a crazy, insane situation. I love that. And, you know, I'm just looking at my notes here because I am taking notes. And, you know, you talked about how to get calm. And the first thing you said is get curious. And I think people are not as curious as I would like them to be. But now in this crisis we're going through right now, you know, with amusement park shut down and sports league shut down and everything's shut down. Now they're shutting down bars and restaurants instead of getting angry. Like you suggested, get curious. What, what benefit can come out of this? Maybe you spend more time with your family. Maybe you finally launch that podcast or that YouTube channel, or you create a blog or do something. This is a time now. Don't waste this opportunity by scrolling endlessly on social media or watching the news. Do something. That's exactly right. And, and uh, so number one is get curious, ask yourselves, like, what's the gift in this? The second thing is start to pay attention to where you're focused. So like, are you scrolling through social media? And are you really tuning into those people who are complaining about the state of humanity or finding one person who's, you know, not being polite and generous or kind? Like, what are you paying attention to? And start to notice is my focus, is my kind of the, the, the direction I'm focused in consistent with how I want to feel? And why? Because at the end of the day, what you focus on expands, right? Mm-hmm. So when you focus on all the things that are wrong and broken and bad and unhealthy and scary and fearful and uh, claustrophobic and restrictive, how do you feel? You feel like, you know, your heart is closing in on you. You don't want to feel that way. And yet there's so many things still there in the world to focus on that are expansive, that are interesting, that are funny, that make you feel good. And we need to really consciously decide where we're focusing. And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of weakness here. So people are at home. Some of them are still physically exercising and keeping their body strong. And I encourage you to keep your mind strong too by choosing consciously where you're going to be focused. I don't mean put your head in a hole and don't pay attention to what's going on in the world. I mean, okay, let's listen to the news, but not all day. Let's. You know, it's interesting. I'll just interject here real quick. What's interesting yeah. is Sunday, I was getting so frustrated by, you know, the world's coming to an end that I personally decided for several hours on Sunday, I watched a bunch of silly shows on Disney+. Plus. No news. I, I watched a show called Diary of a Future uh, President. Never heard of the show, but you know what? 
it was, I just was able to sit there and enjoy the programming and it put me in a different state. And I was happier after watching the show. So I love what you just said. Yeah. And, and I think we have a lot more control over the focus of our attention than we're taking. Right. So it, it seems to me as I look around that people are not owning that component, that they're just allowing themselves to get flooded emotionally, intellectually, psychologically with fear, panic, worry, right? The feeling of restriction. And what I want to say to people is, yes, let's tune in for a short period of time every day. And then let's take the rest of the day to turn our attention to that, which we want to see grow, whether it's, we want to see our business grow. We want to see our family connections grow. We want to see, um, you know, enjoyment grow, creativity, whatever it is that we want to see grow. Let's work on that. Mm, I love that. That's powerful right there. It's tough, right? Because this is such a big thing and it's overtaking our mind space. You know, even as I was driving, uh, so we drove to work today. Nobody else is here. I worked with my husband, but as we were driving in, um, one of our kids called and I have five kids. So one of our kids called and my husband was talking about some of the things that are going on in Ontario where I live. And we got to the office and I said to my husband, you know what, we need to talk. And the conversation kind of went like this. Hey, we're repeating the same things over and over again. And the things we're repeating aren't the good things. And so I get it. There's a lot going on for us but we really need to be conscious about what comes out of our mouths. We can't keep repeating and sharing the same news to 10 different people and living in this place of distress. It doesn't work. And I I literally said to him, I need your help to clean that up Like for myself, for me, I need to be in an environment where fine, we discuss it for a short period of time and then we move on. I agree with that. And I think everyone who's listening to this conversation needs to think about, first of all, A, what are you doing to contribute to the negativity? So you need need to start with you and then start talking to people, whether it's family members or friends or whatever, say, listen, I know this coronavirus is serious. It's here. It's going to be here for a while. Let's not dwell on the negativity. Let's look at the good things. And there's a lot of good things. You're listening to this podcast, so you actually have hearing, and you probably have fingers, so you can use the podcast player. So focus on those little things. If you sat down and made a list of everything that's going right in your world, I guarantee you'd come up with 100 without even stopping and breaking a sweat. That's a good idea. That's a good journaling prompt. What's good? Right? Just that. Hmm. But the question is, are people going to go, yeah, that's a good idea. But listener, are you going to do anything with it? Or are you just going to go, yeah, it's a good idea and move on? Because the the whole point of this podcast is not just to entertain you. Kim and I really want you to implement these ideas. So don't just be a passive listener, which I know a lot of podcast listeners are. Hopefully you're not. And go implement the ideas that Kim's given you because they're gold. So uh, there's one more thing that I kind of want to talk about. And it's like, at the end of the day, our happiness is hugely reflective of the relationships we have. And so, you know, this situation provides us with a really unique opportunity to stop for a moment and focus on those relationships and determine what we want to do with them. Which relationships do we want to invest in just a little bit more? even if it means just to pick up a phone and call an old friend we haven't spoken to in a long time. 
But this is the time to say, okay, so how do I really connect with others? Which relationships do I want to pick up on? Which relationships do I want to invest in? Which relationships do I want to fuel again? And I think that this is a unique opportunity in time to get that done because we live a life where we are just so busy, just so busy that we don't allow ourselves the time to nurture relationships. And we've literally just been given the gift of time and space to do just that. I agree with you 100% on that. As a matter of fact, I did a video for social media a couple days ago where I was saying, okay, now you can't go to work, you can't go to Disney World, you can't fly on a plane, you can't go on a cruise. Maybe this is a really good time you focus on personal development. What do you want to learn how to do right now? Do you want to learn how to write a book? Do you want to learn how to be a speaker? This is the time. You have given this gift, if, like we're talking about, positive versus negative. If you look at it positively, you can say, hey, listen, I have this gift of time. Am I just going to binge watch all these shows on Netflix? That's a waste of time. Or am I going to improve myself in some way? And I am so saddened by so many people, one of whom I'm married to. I love her dearly, but she is obsessed with finding out everything on Facebook and Twitter and, and every other platform out there, what's going on in the world. And I say, honey, you know, why don't you read a book? Why don't you, you know, watch some educational videos? Because people, if you don't understand this, social media is a dopamine hit. It's designed to keep you drawn in. You have to be very intentional and says, I'm going to check it for five, 10 minutes, walk away. Because if you walk away from the social media platforms, I promise you, they're not, your phone's not going to follow you around and scroll through Twitter and read it to you. Okay. You're, you're in the control. You're the human being. We, we need to practice adulting. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to just point something out. Okay. And, and I apologize in advance if I'm using you as my example. Is that cool? Hey, you know, it's my show. I, I'll take the hit. Go ahead. Okay. Take the hit. So, you know what, what, and, and I did it too earlier. So I'll, I'll use me as the example as well. And I'm catching myself and I'm catching you too. What we tend to do is look outside of ourselves and say, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, my husband, he's talking about this too much about the politicians and their decisions and, you know, on and on. You're looking at your wife and going, hey, you're paying too much attention to what's on Facebook and social media. And, you know, you should be going to do something else. And so the minute we start doing that again, like I'm just as much of a to blame as anybody else. Right. The minute we start to do that is the minute we get caught in this trap. Mm-hmm. And so what we really want to do is, number one, catch ourselves, catch ourselves focused on what another person is doing that's wrong, bad, unhealthy, etc. We want to stop doing that. And what we want to do is we want to say, OK, what would we rather have? Right. Where do we want to go? So, you know how you said to your wife, hey, why don't you go read a book? Right. You're pointing the finger away from yourself towards her. So what you really what we want to be doing is engaging people in things, activities, conversations, discuss it, discussion, in, engaging them in things that we want to engage them in. Hey, honey, let's make dinner together. Hey, honey, you want a glass of wine? Hey, honey, you want to play a game of cards? Hey, honey, look what I read. I made you, I wrote you a poem. Hey, you want to sing a song? You want to listen to a a tape with me or a CD or whatever, right? It sounds a lot different than you should go read a book. Well, I got a feeling, I don't know everyone who's listening to this conversation, but I got a feeling that there are people listening to what you just said going, oh, that's me. Hmm. So it's not just me. It's not just Kim. 
Everyone's got this issue, and we need to, like you said, stop, catch ourselves, and go, are the words about ready to tumble out of my mouth, are they going to edify the person I'm talking to, or are they going to tear them down? Are they going to nag the person? And I don't know about you, but nagging doesn't work with me, and I know it doesn't work with my wife, but when you edify people, they tend to pay more attention to you. A hundred percent, and that is exact. that's the perfect way to put it. And you said it better than I did. So way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Well, listen, you have given us so much to think about. And listener, I I know, you know, the guests I have on the show give you so much to think about, but don't get overwhelmed. Just pick one thing that we talked about. Just one thing, whether it's journaling or whatever it is, talking better, catching yourself and just go implement it and implement it as soon as you listen, finish listening to this podcast, because it's really important that you don't just listen, but you implement because that's where the traction is. So the final question I have for you, Kim, is where can we find you online? Where can we find out more about you? Well, we're everywhere. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. But the best place is come to frameofmindcoaching.com and and join us. We are inviting anybody and everybody who wants a place to journal and talk to someone, be part of a community where there are a bunch of coaches on the other end who are, are there, who are interested in what you have to say and are there to help you out to deal with some of this stuff. And it's completely free. So come join us and kind of get your head on straight again. Now, I may be dating myself here, but way back in the day, there was a cartoon or actually a TV show called The Lone Ranger. And I always tell people, even The Lone Ranger had Tonto. So don't go through this challenge, whether it's the coronavirus or through a cancer diagnosis or divorce or a loss of a child or a loved one. You don't have to go through it alone. There are people in the world who want to be there for you. So you don't have to go it on your own. I'm sure you'd agree with that. A hundred percent. And you're right. You know, we're talking about the coronavirus, but life goes on and other things are happening. You're a hundred percent right. There is divorce. There are people struggling with business and, you know, there's an economic hit that a lot of people are experiencing. There, you know, people are having floods in their basements. Like there's all kinds of things just happening. And, and sometimes it's nothing is happening. I'm just bored out of my mind and I need someone to talk to. So you're a hundred percent right. Think about that. You're not alone. We are certainly here on the other end of a journal, and we really would love to have you join us. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being on the show with me today, especially at a time like this. You gave a lot of solid gold information, and I encourage people to listen to the podcast again, this time with a notebook, because you gave us a lot of information. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple strategies on how to be more productive. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And then it would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would tell two or three friends or people in your life about this show, it would really really mean a lot to me. Until we meet again, my friend, you know what to do. Go be productive.